Welcome to the Cherokee County Football Blitz, hosted by Will Cooper and Arthur Mosley. Guys, take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Welcome everyone back from a fall break. Hopefully, everybody had a fantastic break, got out there, and did some things you enjoyed over the week off. I'm Will Cooper, joined alongside my good friend, Arthur Mosley. How's it going, man? I am doing well, Will. Glad to be back in the Peach State. Yes. We were both out of state. We were. You were in, what's... what's, The Beehive State. The Beehive State. That's a random thing. Did you know that Utah was famous for making honey, producing honey? No, I didn't know that. I had no idea. What is Alabama? I know like stars fell. Yellowhammer. The Yellowhammer State. I guess I should have known that. You should know that, Will. I mean, you're wearing an Alabama sweatshirt. Yeah. Looks pretty good against Vanderbilt. Uh, I know AJ Swan, not necessarily thrilled about the uh, outcome of that game, but it's good to see uh, a Cherokee grad getting some attention, some well, national attention. He's as not well. the only one. No, you're exactly right about that. Montreal, Washington. Yeah. Um, I know Britton Brown. I don't think Britton's been in a game yet, um, but hopefully, you know, he'll be able to get in there pretty soon. But yeah, uh, Montreal caught his first touchdown, or not touchdown pass, but his first pass mm-hmm. a couple of games ago. Game yep. Ago? And, uh, you know, they've been, hear his name over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that broadcast on Sunday night, night. Yep. the primetime game. Very exciting for him. Ex- absolutely. Exciting for all of us fans, too. Absolutely. So, all right, well, let's get into the football talk here. Um, just a quick preface to this show. Um, every game that we'll be talking about has moved from Friday night to Thursday night. So Hurricane Ian is making its way currently up to Florida as we speak now on Tuesday night. Um, By the time that this is released on Wednesday, it'll probably have made landfall. It's expected to hit our area by about Friday afternoon-ish. So they have, out of an abundance of caution, decided to go ahead and move it to Thursday at 7.30 for all the games. So the kickoff time is the same, just the date has changed. Um, And in case anybody was wondering... That has no bearing on us. We will still be doing the Cherokee County uh, football game on WLJ 101.1 FM uh, at Friday at 7 o'clock with the Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show. We'll kick off at 730. Abundance of caution, Will. That's a great phrase there. I've, you hear that normally yeah. when uh, when there is some impending uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You can't really nail it down. The, the variables are still sure. out there. So, yeah. And we agree. there, Much like other schools and school districts across the state games are being moved to some in some cases wednesday or thursday if not being rescheduled so right so we're excited that we're going to be on the on the air on the broadcast yeah we'll be nothing, back nothing changes for us nope not at all the only thing that changes is the weather's going to be a little nicer yes uh, national weather service has a high of 73 and a low of 55 mm. are so you have to bring out the uh, jackets for this one i mean I, I put the sweater on today because i was I feeling see, a little you look chilly. great well i feel i feel like looking dapper even yeah. though no one can see us right well, now well i can i can by proxy tell the people that you are indeed the oh, handsomest man in this house right now i appreciate that Will. yeah you're very welcome so, <laughs> well let's hit our first break we'll come out on the other end and we'll be talking about the chair Warriors and their last game against West Forsyth and how they will be utilizing the bye week they had last week as well as the bye week they have this week. So give us just a minute and we'll be back. Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second longest straight A leapfrog rating in the state for 14 consecutive years and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties, including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation, and general surgery to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here. Well, 
Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Thank you all for being back with us. Excited to be back as we've got some high school football to talk about after the fall break. And we're going to start with the Cherokee Warriors. So Cherokee does not have a game. They did not have a game last week. Obviously, it was a bye week for all six county schools. They also do not have one this week. So back-to-back bye weeks. Uh, But before we talk about that and the dynamics of having back-to-back bye weeks in the dead center of your season, let's go way back two weeks ago and talk about West Forsyth versus Cherokee. Uh, a game they ended up losing 7-34, to went on the road to West. Uh, I know that's a tough place to play. Also, Coach Savela over there is the coach for the Wolverines now, so a little bit of familiarity between the squads. Um, Cherokee was able to put up a score late, but really, to me, West Forsyth ran the ball very well. Um, we kind of expected them to have a pretty good running game, and, and Cherokee just was not able to slow that attack. The, the part that surprised me was the lack of scoring from Cherokee. Being held to seven points, I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, obviously, Cherokee has had some continuity problems in the running game with the offensive line and the backs they're using and things like that. Um, so hopefully that's stuff you can get ironed out with these two bye weeks, get some kids healthy, get some kids back to where they need to be. Um, But, you know, going back to that game, the score wasn't necessarily disappointing, but I, 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 to a certain extent, the offensive side was a little bit disappointing on that end. So I'll turn it over to you. What'd you think about that game? Yeah. You knew you're going to have your hands full with a guy like Peyton Straco, their running back um, who they just like to, to, to get him the ball and and pound it in between the tackles and, and really punish a punishing runner. Um, and you, like you said, you thought that maybe Cherokee could get something going through the air because we've seen them have some success. And then even uh, uh, some of that run game, we've seen we've seen it in fits and starts throughout the first five games of the season for the Warriors. I think this bye week comes at a perfect time. These, this double bye week comes from a, for a perfect time. You mentioned that offensive line that they've been plugging and playing. I don't think they've had the same set of starters at all. Right. Uh, you know, it, each game is a is a is a different front five for Cherokee. So for them to get healthy and get some continuity up there will be big in this off week uh, before you come back and, and get ready to dive into region play. And uh, yes, I, I, I was, I was a little shocked by that score. We, we kept seeing score updates Friday and when we thought that West might have a, a little bit of an edge uh, again, especially, and we don't want to blame everything on injuries, sure. but we, that's just, that's just where it, what it is right now for Cherokee. And I was a little shocked by that score. But, again, I think that's a team that has a lot of pride on the defensive side of the ball and, and has some exciting young players on the offensive side of the ball. And then Coach Shaw is a seasoned coach, and he knows what he's doing over there. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they respond. You know, we'll be able to talk about them next week right? Uh, coming out of the bye. But they've got to – they open up with a big one. You know, it's region play, and every one of them is big at that point. They only have to win two to qualify for the playoffs. But there's no gimmies in that uh, region – um, five, 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 seven, six, eight. five, seven, eight this year. Well, one thing we talked about at the beginning of the season is we felt like, you know, the history with Osborne and Wheeler has been, they've been down programs for the f- past few years, especially recently, but even longer than that. Um, and you felt like Cherokee could, ha- could win those two. And then, you know, we were kind of marking penciling in Cherokee at four. You know, I even made the prediction they'd get to two, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> going to back down from that. Um, but, you know, I, I think that it's been proven that North Cobb and Walton are playing on a different level right now. Uh, North Cobb, even without Malachi Singleton, was able to handle a really good opponent in Milton. Um, and then you talk about Kennesaw Mountain is not the same level of North Cobb. Walton, to me, yet, they're they're pretty close. And they may catch one of those teams, but I, I don't know that Cherokee's there. Um, and then you kind of put Osborne, Wheeler, and Cherokee in that, that same group there competing for that fourth spot. Um 
you know, you just can't pencil Cherokee in there anymore. Um, and, and, you know, it is what it is. And, and it's more due to those opponents rising to the occasion. Once again, anyone who would have bet that Osborne was 5-0 and at this point in the season would be a millionaire. Yeah, or name your number, right? Right, it, yeah, it just, whatever. It just wasn't going to going to happen maybe anyone except for those folks over uh in osborne over right. there um off favors road but uh that's it's an impressive it's impressive what Os- osborne's been able to do also and i know we can't really play the what do you call it the commutative property yeah here they with, beat them yeah. right with wheeler beating north atlanta right uh a, a week ago a week or so ago and then that same North Atlanta team being River Ridge yep. and you know, River Ridge and Cherokee have never played ever. Right. And they did not, you know, they, they played in a scrimmage this year uh, and earlier in the, in the spring. But again, so you, you don't really know which, which Wheeler team is going to show up, which Cherokee team is going to show up, right. and which, and right now it looks like we know what Osborne team is going to show up. Now you got to go back and look at, uh, you know, strength of schedule also says a lot. So that will come into play, but um, as we look at it, we know Wheeler's got a pretty good running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Osborne has a pretty good quarterback and a couple good wide receivers. And yeah. so this is not, again, this is not your your mama's Osborne and Wheeler team. They can score. Yes. Osborne can score a lot of yes, points. Yes, they can. Yeah, so Cherokee, to me, is going to have to get into this bye week and, and find a way to improve on a few things. I think the running game for sure. Um, and I'd like to see them sure up the defense. I didn't think the defense was much of a concern, but after giving up 34 to West Forsyth and it was mostly through the ground, um, kind of got it taken to him. You know, there's nothing – it's it's very demoralizing for a defense to get run down your throat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of a challenge. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you can live up to it. Sometimes you can't. And, you know, you never know about the implications of the, the blocking scheme and things like that that can play into it, not to get two X's and O's into it. Um, but they're going to have to clean some stuff up both sides of the ball. If they can, I think I think they got a good shot at a playoff game. But, you know, they're, they're just going to have to continue to grow. Once again, young team. It's been the same story for all five of the other county teams as sure. well. Very young you know, trying to figure it out on the run. So Cherokee will hopefully be able to do that. Uh, I have them at number five in my power ranking. Yeah, so do I, Will. Okay. No no yeah. disagreement, no questions, no nothing else necessary on that matter. All right, well, that was easy. Well, we'll hit a break, and we come out on the other end. We'll be talking about the River Ridge Knights. Give us just a minute, and we'll be back. There's been so much talk about distracted driving, you're probably sick of hearing about it. Well, we'd rather you be sick of hearing about it than lose your life doing it. The caring staff with Sosby Funeral Home in Canton reminds you that we all have to go sometime, but don't rush it. Wait your turn and don't drive distracted. Keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road, and make sure you stay alert and arrive alive. Drive safely and help us protect our teens. They're the only future we've got. Brought to you by Sosby Funeral Home, honoring life from 191 Jarvis Street in Canton. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Thank you all for being back with us. And we're going to talk about the River Ridge Knights, despite how much their fans may dislike me at this point in the season. Well, Will, I know you want to be a man of the people. I do. But you also have to have facts and substance to back up what you're talking about. I do. And I think that's where, you know, you, you that, that there's an intersection there that's kind of dangerous where you can please some of the people some of the time. Yep. But you can't please all the people all the time. I'm not sure I please anyone any of the time at this well, point. Well, I mean. Maybe I, a f- couple fan bases. Th- there's a there. couple of fan bases that are big fans of Will Cooper. I would hope so. But the River Ridge Knights, they like to give you a hard time. They do. Like, again, I'm shocked Sir Winslot has not made a made an appearance at the station or at your house. Or the anything. station, I would think. You know, I mean, hopefully my house is incognito enough. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not a hermit, but, uh, you know, that's what's going to happen. I, I thought about that going out to Firehouse last week. You know, I was like, I'm going to Firehouse, you know. That's the only firehouse in Canton. Sure. You know, somebody goes out there, sees Will, follows me back home. Right. Bam. 
you I know, mean, I'm tracked. I'm I'm marked. You, you are marked, right? You know? it's, it's tough to hide. It's the things we think about as public figures in the Sh- Cherokee County yeah. sphere. <laughs> <laughs> you never know who you're going to run into. You never right? do. So we have to always be on our best behavior. But no, in all seriousness, to the River Ridge fans, we're very thankful for the interaction we get out of you guys. Maybe the most interactive fan base out of all of them. I would. They're I would, up there. Uh, at least social media wise. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we appreciate their support. And of course, appreciate the back and forth. It's all in good fun. And, you know, I, it's important you guys know I don't get my feelings hurt by any of it. I, I appreciate it. And we have fun talking. Um, so with all that being said, let's actually jump into the Riverage talk. Uh, we were there a couple of Fridays ago when they went to Woodstock, won that game 44 to nothing. Um, the math would say that they did what they needed to do. Uh, Woodstock has not lost a game by less than 39 so they're they're on pace for the average. Um, but I thought the Riverage played a pretty good game, especially in the second half. Uh, and the biggest note to me was, you know, there was this quarterback battle between Specter and Coughlin. And I think there have been a handful of quarterback battles that have been settled over the season. Sure. That's another one because we've seen Specter and Coughlin on the field at the same time. So when you when you take that into the game moving forward, you have a really good thrower in Specter and you have a really good runner in Coughlin. And you're going to have both those guys on the field at the same time. And we know how creative Coach Collins is and that staff is over there offensively. There are tons of, to quote Larry Prather, trickeration options that can be <laughs> available to them. So I really like where River Ridge is at on that front. I thought the personnel grouping was great. Uh, Camden Cox ran for over 100 yards. We saw him you know, do his thing. Uh, Woodstock did a pretty good job of containing Grant Hollier and Jackson Head to start. Now, by the end of the, you know, kind of the end of the game, into the third quarter, they got loose more than usual. Um, but they still were doing a pretty decent job. Um, um, at least for you know the talent that they have, um, when you talk about how good Grant Hollier and Jackson Head are, um, so I liked what I saw out of them compared to uh, what we saw from them against Woodstock. I think they're right where they need to be, four and one, um, and I'm excited to see what they do as they get ready to face Sequoia, who's a team on the rise. Yeah, well, the the Knights again took care of business, and it almost looked like they were going out there to establish that run game. They were gonna, uh, you know, whatever it took to establish the run. Uh, and and really work work some kinks out, and I think part of that is seeing um, Coughlin back yep. there in the backfield for the first time. You know, no Fitchner again this week, but you you, you got two hundred yard rushers, I believe, and 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 Cox, yeah, Cox and, and, uh, Co- Coughlin. and Coughlin, mm-hmm. and so that just adds another weapon uh, for that arsenal for Coach Levi Brown, the offensive coordinator over there. Excuse me, I guess I'm going through puberty. Hey, well. welcome back. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, very again. I, I think River Ridge is an impressive team. I know that we'll talk about their strength of schedule. Probably not the best, but you can only play who's on your schedule, sure. right? And and so far they've won four of them and lost one, and I think that's pretty pretty darn good. And I think with the addition of Coughlin in the backfield, you know, uh, Spectre well over seven hundred yards passing, um, Cox two hundred twelve yards on the ground. I, I think you know you, you throw in. Coughlin and Fitchner, you got, you know, you guys are approaching 350 yards on the ground. So getting a little bit more balance, I think, for the the Knights is will help them, especially this week against a, a team that is very aggressive and, and probably knows them pretty well. And you have a head coach and uh, or a defensive coordinator who's been a head coach and has faced these, this River Ridge Knights team. So uh, it, I'm, go ahead, Will. Well, a kid we should give a shout out is Adam Lipsy. 
who really kind of came onto the scene towards the back end of that game when they were doing so good at covering Hollier and Head. He is maybe kind of, and he's a sophomore, maybe he's kind of solidified himself mm-hmm. as that third target. He was he only came into the game with three receptions for 10 yards. Um, and you mentioned the scratch of Fitchner. Uh, we saw MJ Ayers a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, both work in both ways. Um, obviously plays corner for them as well. So there's there's a slew of options for River Ridge on offensively, of course. You know, and Andrew Hand's another guy we, right. sh- we should mention in there. But Adam Lipsy was a guy that kept getting open and kept getting open as the attention was drawn to other guys. And, you know, we talk about that a lot. Can your cornerback three or cornerback four cover my wide receiver four or wide receiver three? And for Riveridge, I think the answer is probably no. I think they have good enough talent on the outside that it's going to be hard for a team to cover them if if Riveridge can provide protection, which the offensive line has proven up to this point that they can. So, um, and it really it's predicated on the run game, of course. You know, a good offensive line protection package is based on the idea that you could be running the ball. It takes an extra step out of the linebackers and the blitzers and things like that. Um, So, you know, when you talk about moving forward into the Sequoia game. it's it's a tough one. This game is really really hard <laughs> to figure out where everybody is. Um, first of all, w- when we talk about these games, we're going to talk about it from the Riveridge standpoint only. But to talk about it from the Riveridge standpoint, we have to go over what Sequoia is doing. Sure. Um, so look at what they did last against Etowah. They held an Etowah team that was scoring twenty five points per game. Held them to seven. Held a kid in Mahoney that was leading 6A a couple of weeks ago in rushing. Held him to, I think... 17 yards. Yeah, I was going to say 12, so thank you. 17. Uh, 90 total rush yards for a team that averages well over 100. Um, I mean, they 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 kept them to what Etowah didn't want to do, and they were trying to force them to throw the ball. And out of that, they got the first interception of the year from the Eagles and another turnover, so they forced two turnovers. Um, you know, Sequoia is exactly what you think Sequoia is. They're a wing T team. They have, um, you know, they have a lot of injuries they've been battling through. Um, Colby Martin, the freshman quarterback, if you haven't heard of him, uh, if you're River Ridge fans, this is kind of the the time that I think he introduced himself to the county. You know, he didn't do too much terrifically, but he did exactly what a good wing T quarterback does. He managed the game. He threw the ball well when they wanted to throw the ball. He's not a guy who's going to come in there and throw the throw the ball for 30 yards, but you don't need him to. And their defense has helped them out tremendously. So, do I think River Ridge? You know, we talk about we talk about averages, of course, on the Cooper Predictor. And I know everyone dislikes this, but River Ridge at three in my power ranking. Uh, but when you hit when you hit the averages, you talk about this is a River Ridge team that's scoring thirty four point four points per game, and this is a uh, Sequoia team that is keeping those teams three points under the average. So, mathematically speaking, you would say that they're going to River Ridge would score thirty one. And if that holds true, it's going to be up to Sequoia to find a way to put up points. So Sequoia, historic, or uh, not historically, but on the year, is putting up 19 per game. And Riveridge is, unfortunately, their defense is underperforming by one and a half points. So it's going to be 20 and a half points. So there's a little sway in there. Obviously, you know, when you talk about the strength of schedule, you know, Sequoia scored those points against Lambert who's now ranked in the top 10 in some polls in 7A. Mm-hmm. Raven Gap, who's a, you know, we talk about them a lot. And Cedartown. Um, so those are three of the five opponents. They have a very difficult strength to schedule the top in Cherokee County. So you have to add that in too. Um, and there's a couple of other factors that goes into the ranking that, you know, is more of a mathematical side. That's not really important to discuss on here. Um, but when you talk about all that, the, the law of averages would think that River Ridge has the edge in this game, but according to the predictor with its added information, it does not find it that way. Mm, so I know that's a tough one. I know interesting, that's a tough Will. one. And it could all change. You know, my biggest question for River Ridge is, are they going to be able to establish the run game and do what they want to do? 
because Sequoia forced Etowah to do something they didn't want to do. They kept them from running the ball and, and getting Mahoney outside and, and doing all those things. So if they can contain a kid like Mahoney, they can contain just about anybody. Now, I think Riverridge is more balanced than Etowah. I think they're going to have a better shot of forcing Sequoia to play both sides of the ball. But once again, I, I, I don't know. This game to me is, is a huge unknown just from the fact that it's so big for playoff contention as well. Yeah, well, you've got two teams that are, are looking to get to 2-0, and which is a, a huge step. You know, we talked about it offline. We think that, you know, you get to three wins and you're probably in the playoffs. I, I would say so. Barring some some funny business going on. Well, we on can go Matt. over the math right now. I mean, you know, we talked about it, and we'll talk about it more on the Creekview segment later in the show. Um, you know, that, that win that Creekview had against Alatoona really set the county up. Because now Alatoona, after losing to Rome, is 0-2 mm-hmm. in the region, right? So they really only have to lose once, maybe twice more to disqualify them. And sure. if that happens, I don't think they're going to be able to, to push Rome out of the playoffs. Maybe you could say there's contention for that number one seat. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, look, I, I get it too. But let's let's face it, Rome historically is not fantastic on the road. And they do have to come to Cherokee County to play Etowah and Riverridge. So we'll see what ends up panning out of that. But if you want to make that argument, you can. I'm not saying I am. I'm just throwing that out there for all the pundits. Um, but I'm with you. I think, you know, if if they, if they Alatuna loses to Sequoia, River Ridge, or Etowah, any combination of those guys, or two of the three, or three of the three, Alatuna's out. Yeah. So then, if you're if you're River Ridge, you're really looking to win two games, right. I think, if you're at this point. So you're looking to beat either Sequoia, Creekview, Etowah, um, or Alatuna, mm-hmm. right? Now, that's a pretty loaded schedule on the back end. Let's be honest. It Those, is. You know, there's there's a tight gap. It is amongst the top of this of this uh, region right now, but I think it's doable. So I think this game between two one and teams, I think Sequoia is a little bit more battle tested given the strength of schedule, given who they faced uh, two weeks ago. I should say in Etowah, um, River Ridge has kind of worked their way through some some opponents that are not as good as we thought they were, i.e. Pope. Um, and when you when you get to this point in the season, it, it kind of buries more on that. So. It's huge for playoff seeding. Whoever loses, it's not the end of the world. Um, depending on what happens in that game against Rome, it may kind of hurt you for a playoff spot at home, but I don't think it hurts the playoff chances for either team necessarily. No, I think you're right, Will. Both these teams remain firmly in contention. Uh, and 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 let's let's be real, everybody is still in playoff contention. For sure. You know, even 0-2 Alatuna right now, yep. who's at the bottom of the region. You look at River Ridge and you, you – and, and let's let's bring it back to their their game against uh, upcoming against Sequoia here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they call it a rivalry, and I'm going to pick on River Ridge here a little bit because Sequoia uh, leads this. Was it nine games to two? I think. Uh, uh, I thought it. Yeah, I think it's two, something like that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah eight games to two. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, maybe I was doing a little bit of foreshadowing there. Will. Uh oh. Oh, oh dear. Um, and of course, I'm going to pick on I'm going to pick on River Ridge here mm-hmm. because I, I do have them at number one, but mm-hmm. I. I I need to give him a little bit of humility here. You know, sure. it's not really a rivalry game. You have to win more than twice in a ten-year span yeah. for it to be a rivalry. So game. I know that that's going to upset some of Night Nation that I sure. said that and I called them on it. But I'm just I'm just looking at the facts here, guys. I, looking at this team, though, I think this is this is certainly a much different team, River Ridge team, and in the last two years, I, I think very comparable to those River Ridge teams the last couple of years, and, and even before those two victories that River Ridge has has. It's one over Sequoia. They were getting close. Yeah. You, you saw them every year. They were getting close. 
a very talented offensive team. And one thing that we often overlook is that defense. We talked about Brandon Burdett, Brendan Dye, uh, uh, Ian Anderson on the front uh, uh, on the front line, and then MJ Ayers on the backside. It, it just a, a, a lot of talent there, you know, at every level on the line, linebacker, and in the secondary. Yep. And I think that's something that gets that that gets overlooked. The question is is Will Burdett, Die Anderson, will those guys be as disruptive against that wing T offense? One of the things you got to do is take care of the ball. You know, if you turn the ball over like you did against North Atlanta, you don't have you don't give yourself a shot. Sequoia has proven if they can get a lead, and it's not like they're sitting on the ball. That's just their offense. They, right. they you know they can dictate the way the game is played, and it spells trouble for the opposition. So if I'm River Ridge, I'm focused one on ball security as always. Should weather shouldn't be an issue on Thursday night. And then number two, can you get the ball to your playmakers? You've, you've proved you've got two backs that are capable. Uh, they're going to be going up against a formidable, maybe a little bit smaller, but formidable defensive line where those guys we've seen, Ethan, uh, uh, Maria, and uh, – and, um, Ian Mara and Ty Moores. Ty Moores get, really get after it for – uh, for opposing defenses. And then they've got a secondary that's done pretty well. They don't get a ton of press, uh, but they return Bretton Darling. And again, I don't want to get too much into the, sure. into the secondary, but it, it, it will be a one of the better secondaries that River Ridge and Ethan Spector has faced. So the big question is, can you get that ball to the playmakers and can you establish that run game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the entire point for River Ridge is, um, you know, I don't see it being a shootout. I don't think it's going to be one of those games that's 42 to 40, like, you know, River just been in a couple sure, times this year. Sure. Um, I think it's going to be more of a 21 to 20, 24 to 21, something like that. Um, River Ridge does have the edge, um, you know, kind of, it seems like on special teams to mm-hmm. me. Um, Clayton Mixon. And, you know, and then their kicker, Grayson Van Glider, you know, with a long of 41 on the year. Um, you know, those are a couple of a couple of key pieces there, too. Now, Sequoia is no slouch on special teams either, but um, I think that's that's going to be a turning point in this game as well. It's going to be the fundamentals. It's going to be the little thing. And it's a it's a county matchup. You're right. Weather looks to be beautiful, um, but sometimes that doesn't matter. Sometimes chaos can happen anyway. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one once again. This game will be at Sequoia, and it will be at uh, 7.30. So on Thursday, That's so right. just to clarify that Thursday. So anybody that wants to go check out that game, certainly do it. But once again, River Ridge number three in my power ranking. All right, I've got the Ridge at number one. In this rivalry, is it's I, I say it's not much of one, but it is a, a neighborhood rivalry sure. essentially. And one of my favorites is the young folks won't remember this. Before the Chick Fil A, um, there was an old building that sat on the corner of East Cherokee and One Forty, and it had a, a picture of. Uh, it had the Chiefs seniors they had on a billboard. Yep. And I think they were playing River Ridge. Uh, and they put up something that said it's nighttime or something about yep. that and, and before a game. And, and God bless them. You know, bless their hearts when they did this. And then they went over to Sequoia and got beat. <laughs> yeah. No shenanigans this week, River Ridge. Just go play the game. It's and Ridge then, County. Ridge County. That's right. <laughs> Ridge County. Yeah. Moving along, River Ridge, like we said, the number one team in my ranking, the number three in yours. They average out to two. No. All right. Well, he's he's sticking to it. (laughs) Well, we'll hit another break. We'll come out on the other end and talk about the team that they will be facing in the Sequoia Chiefs. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. 
At Foundation Financial Insurance and Wealth Management, we believe that your insurance protection and wealth management plan go hand in hand. We start by shopping your insurance with highly rated companies to find you the best combination of price and protection. With that plan in place, we can then work with you to develop a tailored financial plan. Whether you need to save money on insurance or you need a full financial plan, call us at 678-880-9571 or come by 250 East Main Street, Suite 104 in Canton for a no-obligation consultation today. Securities and advisory services offer Packerland Broker Services Incorporated, unaffiliated entity, member FINRA and SIPC. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz, and we're getting ready to talk about the Sequoia Chiefs as they're getting ready to face the River Ridge Knights. So, uh, Art, Sequoia comes into this 2-3, and three, but a big win last week against Etowah. Went to Etowah, held that explosive Etowah team to just, you know, 90 yards on the ground, you know, 17 for Mahoney. Um, Weir kind of picked up some of the slack on the back end there, but still, a team that runs the ball predominantly, they really dictated how that game went. Uh, one eighteen to seven. You know, we talk about Colby Martin filling in. We saw him fill in against Cherokee when they beat Cherokee thirty to fourteen, and then has found a way to do it once again. I'm very impressed with where Sequoia is right now. Um, I think it's going to be difficult to see where they uh, end up being by the end of this season. But as of right now, I'm, I'm impressed with where they're at. Um, and I think the 0-3 start, they certainly are in a much better position than they were. Look, Will, we've seen Sequoia start slow last few few seasons. And some of that is attributed to the schedule that they play. Yeah. You know, they have not been playing any cupcakes. We talk about Lambert. You mentioned this in the previous segment. Lambert, uh, um, we talked about Cedartown and then Raven Gap, uh, Dave Garner's favorite team. Yep. And, um, you know, starting 0-3 to those guys, is there's no disrespect there. And uh, I think Sequoia has proven that that was the route to take. And we talked to Coach Teeter about scheduling those games early and, and getting their guys to see a few different looks. Uh, they, and they've played very well. I was, I think that to this point of the season, that's probably the biggest shock in Cherokee County is that, hey, look, Sequoia came out and held Etowah to seven points. Nobody saw that coming. I didn't see it coming. I don't, I think the only people that saw it coming were the Sequoia Chiefs. And trust me when I tell you that somebody on that coaching staff who happens to be a good friend of mine, let me know uh, about, about that defense. So in, in any event, hats off to Sequoia, but they've got to turn around after the bye week will and really do it again. They're, they're going to place a River Ridge team that comes into this game averaging about 32 points per game. And in Sequoia is not averaging 32 points a game. They're right at 18 points against. So they're going to have to figure out a way to keep up with River Ridge or on the other, alternatively, that defense might be the key for Sequoia. Can they do it again? Will they be able to step in again and have a big game? We talked about leaders on that defense. They get Brett and Darling back. Uh, he was out. We saw him out with injury against uh, Cherokee. Didn't matter because they had other guys that stepped up. Uh, but he's leading the team in tackles and also picked up another interception on, on on the year. So I'm I'm very interested to see. This is what this. I know it's not our game of the week. Right. This ought to be a darn good matchup come Thursday night. Yeah, I, th I would think so too. I think that um, when you talk about you know these two teams that are really going at it. Um, I like where Sequoia is at. You know, we talked about the strength of schedule. Um, each and you know that's the thing about the ranking that we do. We'll get into the power rankings here at the end of the segment. But each week, Sequoia continues to show that the opponents they played are as good as as they looked against Sequoia. Um, you know, Lambert once again making an appearance in the top ten in some polls in seven A. Uh, Raven Gap continuing to win. I know they had a tough loss last week, but still continuing on that trend of scoring a lot of points. And you know, Sequoia only losing that game by seven looks really good. And then you turn over the coin. You talk about Cedartown that continues used to beat everyone they play by a wide margin outside of Calhoun. Everybody else getting beaten by a pretty good amount. Um, 
so with all that being said, you know, I, I'm with you on that end. Now, this is a River Ridge team that's a lot more balanced than what they've faced in the past, I think, uh, maybe outside of Lambert. Um, now, I don't know that they necessarily have the talent to keep up with, or let me let me put it like this. Lambert probably has more talent than River Ridge does, is what I meant to say. Um, but River Ridge is still going to present Sequoia a lot of problems because they're not going to be able to just hone in on one thing. Sure. They're going to have to right. do a lot of different things well. Um, so how they're ever they're able to do that, that's that's a very important piece to this. Um, and I like, I like the fact that Sequoia is a lot like not to make this comparison too obvious, but 2020 River Ridge, mm-hmm. where there weren't a ton of superstars that you said, you know, we can't beat this guy. Everybody's good. There's right. just everybody on on Sequoia's defense right now, there's nobody that you think we got a game plan around him, but they're great. Right. All of them are just good. As a unit, they're good. Uh, and then offensively, kind of the same thing. You know, you talk about uh, the depth they have. You know, you talk about Salazar at fullback. You talk about um, Tyler Bell at running back. You right. talk about Jackson Hancock as that kind of wild card guy. Uh, we saw uh, Cameron Massey play both ways. You know, we've seen Alex Conti take over at receiver. You know, Colby Martin doing what he needs to do. That offensive line playing as a collective unit. There's a ton of options for them that I, I, I'm I interested to see how they all play together. But right now, there's nobody on that team you want to eliminate, maybe outside of Hancock. But everybody else, even if you eliminated him, they are all good enough to carry the weight and the load of what the team needs to do. And really, for for Sequoia, it starts up front. And a name we don't really get to talk about because he's really just switched to offense is Brady Curl, who's yeah. having a fantastic year uh, leading that offensive line for the for the Chiefs. You also have Jimmy Anderson and Teo Agundale as well. Those guys uh, will factor in well, and can they keep that River Ridge defensive front off balance and off schedule? And if Sequoia, again, says before, if Sequoia gets a lead, one score lead is not a huge deal. They get a two score lead. Now they're going to sit on the ball and milk it, but you got to think they they're can. playing. They're playing downhill, and they can shorten that game and and really uh, uh, cause you to change some of your play calling. So we'll see how how frustrating Sequoia can make it for River Ridge. And I think that's one of the things that they will do with that that wing tee. They will give them some bits. Well, I don't think this game is a runaway. Like you said, last year it was a two-point victory by River Ridge. I think we're looking somewhere in that same neighborhood this season. It'll be fun, fun, a fun game to watch, as I mentioned. I think one of you know, this is a great matchup. And like you talked about before, a win or a loss, a loss does not eliminate one of these teams from playoff contentions. They right. got a little bit of work to do. But, you know, you win and get to two games and and it's things are starting to look up and then you can kind of maybe, you know, you know you got to play them week to week, but maybe you start looking at, man, we win a couple more games. We're hosting a home playoff game. Well, you can start sizing up the other competition. Sure. You know, I, th- I think that's where we'll be. You know, we're going to figure out a lot of things in the region pretty quick. Um, we're going to figure out um, where Creekview falls in with Etowa, you know, depending on what happens in that game. This game is predicated on that because one of these teams is going to have to go to one loss in the region. Um, so you know that somebody's going to be walking away with this with, you know, a, a little bit of hurt playoff chances to host a home playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Alatuna gets a much needed bye this week. I mean, they, you know, they're licking their wounds after losing a couple of games, one to Creekview that was a little closer, one to uh, Rome that wasn't ever close. Um, and then, you know, as we progress through the season, you're, you're going to see Rome come to town a couple of times. We're going to see Alatuna play some games that are going to be very important. Um, but once again, I mean, I, I think that, with Alatuna sitting at two losses, if, if two teams find a way to beat them out of the Sequoia, River Ridge, Woodstock, um, Etowah crowd, then they're out. 
Right. So, and right. I think that's very reasonable considering what we've seen out of that team and what we've seen out of our teams to this point. Um, so it very well could be three Cherokee County teams in the playoff, and that includes somebody hosting. Um, once again, it's possible you could have two. I don't see that happening with Rome. It is what it is. But, um, yeah, I like where everybody's at. This game is super important for Sequoia as much as it is for River Ridge. Um, with all that being said, I have Sequoia at number one. Number one. In my power ranking. The two and three Chiefs at number one in the county. Well, once again, when you talk about mathematically, they're facing quality teams. They've done it through the season. They've beaten the teams that they've, they've pulled off some upsets against Cherokee and Etowah, and they are – living up to the average. They're living up to the average. So until they do not do that, it's difficult to not pick them. And and once again, my rankings are 100% mathematically based, no bias allowed, and uh, the no bias allowed is putting them at number one. So that can always change. I know that people are fired up to make that change, (laughs) Uh, but where it sits right now, it is what it is. There's your Will Cooper bulletin board material for the week. I've got the Chiefs actually at number three. Got quite a gap there. One and three, you know, typically we go one and two or something like that, but one and three. I mean, it's vice versa, right? I had yeah. River Ridge at one, one and you, yeah, so. Yeah. It'll all be settled on, on Thursday night. Yeah, we, we'll see if, if your numbers work or. Your intelligence works. That's the right way to put it. Uh, some would argue that I, have, that I have any intelligence at all. You know, They would argue against, against that, that, I have, that I have some intelligence. Well, that's not very nice of them. Well, I mean, everybody's got an opinion, right? That's true. And so I have mine, and mine is at Sequoia at three, and that's a very impressive win that they had over Etowah two weeks ago. Let's see, you know, the, the road only gets tougher this week. As Creekview, as, excuse me, as well, as River Ridge comes to town, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be, it'll be settled on, on the field on Thursday night at Skip Pope. Yeah, that it will. Thursday night lights. And I think Sequoia is going to have the toughest three games, you know, this these next three games. Sure. You're going to have River Ridge, you're going to have Rome, then you're going to have Creekview. Right, back to back um, to back. So yeah. if they find a way to win two of those three, they're in really good spot. Absolutely. Um, you know, if they win one of the three, they're still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they lose all three, they're, they're, they're not done for, but they're going to need to beat. You know, they already beat Etowah. They're going right. to need to beat Woodstock, and they're going to have to beat Al- Alatuna. Right. So, and they're going to hope for some chaos in there with some sure. other teams that sure. lose to some teams and stuff like that. So, all right, well, we'll kick it to a break. When we come out on the other end, we'll talk about the Woodstock Wolverines and their next game against the Rome Wolves. Give us just a minute, and we'll be back. With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction, a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more, you can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast, and we're going to talk a little Woodstock Wolverine football here. I'm Will Cooper, joined alongside Arthur Mosley. Coming up later in the show, we'll also talk about Creekview and Etowah as they get ready to play this Friday. But before we talk about that, let's talk about Woodstock. Uh, Last game out, they faced River Ridge. We were there for that game. Um, It was good to see Woodstock, good to visit with the people. They were extremely friendly, very courteous to us, as everywhere has been so far. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, appreciate everybody coming up and speaking to us. Um, I will no longer make the mistake of uh, Tyler Douthit. It is Tyler Douthit. Um, so I have learned my mistakes. Appreciate everybody for uh, correcting us on that. Um, but, you know, let's talk about the actual game. Um, obviously, the score is kind of 
what we expected, sure, unfortunately, right, to this right. point in the season. You know, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, but there were bright spots. First of all, the Woodstock defense played extremely well for the first half. Um, and I was very impressed with how they handled themselves in the first half. Um, they found a way to limit Jackson Head and Grant Hollier, those guys for River Ridge that are extremely explosive. They did a good job limiting them. Uh, and there was a young kid in Tate Washington. Now, his brother is Nate Washington, so they're the Washington brothers, I do believe. Um, so you got to keep that in mind. I believe Nate plays offensive line. Tate plays defensive line. Uh, he had two tackles for loss and was a disruptor all night. He is a huge bright spot. And he's either a sophomore or a junior. He's, he's a, a junior. He's, he's a junior. junior. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see where he ends up as he gets another year under his belt. Uh, Carson Gray was once again, uh, you know, kind of a, a wrecking ball there in the middle. Uh, Burmeister also had a pretty good game up the middle. And then I also liked what I saw to Chase Kalina. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also liked what I, you know, there, was, there were a handful of bright spots there for uh, Woodstock. It's just that their offense could never get going to pick that defense up. You felt like as the game kind of progressed, that defense was out on the field for so long. The offense never gave them any time. Even if the if the offense went went uh, three and out, it wouldn't be like a running play. They would they would throw the ball three times and go go out. Um, so when you do that, you don't burn any time off the clock. Sure, you're leaving your defense on the field, um, and obviously you're trying to get something going on offense. You're not worried about the defense as your offensive play caller, but. It's a tough spot for them, so I liked where the defense was at. Obviously, the offense, you know, has has some work to do. Um, they ran the ball fairly well, I, I think at least. Uh, I, I, you know, the things that they were able to do with it weren't. Um, it wasn't as bad as, as it has been in the past. Right. Put it like that. Uh, you know, we t- always talk about kids like Isaiah Payton, but they really kind of had a running back by committee. We saw uh, Tobias Sally. We talked about Sherrod Ellie. You know, a couple of those kids that had some chances to get into the action as well. Um, and, you know, when you talk about those kids, you know, there are some bright spots there. For sure, some bright spots. There are some bright spots. And, and Woodstock also had a drive. They got deep into River Ridge territory, but then got turned away and turned back and, and missed a field goal. Uh, with an opportunity to put some points on the board. So I think as that team matures and grows in River Ridge, that's a tough test for anybody, um, much less a, a young team that, that has a young quarterback who's trying to get, get some things figured out. Like you said, well, I was I was really impressed with Tate Washington. He was extremely disruptive, like you mentioned. Carson Gray, just all over the field from start to finish, and, 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 and Burmeister as well. So – we know Gray's going to be graduating and moving on after this season, but for guys like Burmeister and Washington and, and, and even McKellar uh, back there, those are good pieces for the Wolverines to build on defensively. And then, you know, we, we talked about getting the, getting the ball to your playmakers. Probably would have liked to have seen uh, Adonis Garcia get a few more touches, yeah. um, but it just wasn't in the cards on Friday night. I think that'll be important for them uh, on on this Thursday night as they play host to, to Rome. Hey, you got you to gotta believe that, that Rome's going to put their best defensive back on, on Garcia to try to limit him because we, we, we did see him in, in the return game, I think, once or twice and, yeah. and, and show that this guy certainly can uh, change a game in a matter of, of, of a blink of an eye. So Yeah, he, is, he was the – you know, he had the kickoff return for a touchdown, you know, the week before, um, and I, I think they're going to continue going with him. Uh, he's obviously the, the most talented skill position player they have. Um, now, I think Kalina could grow into that. We saw Kalina play a little bit of wide receiver. He's had a pretty good season out there. And you can almost, you know, use Garcia as a decoy. Um, unless you have a corner that can cover him one-on-one. If there's a team out there that has a corner that could cover Garcia one-on-one, it is going to be uh, Rome, unfortunately, for the for the Wolverines. Um, so, But no pun intended, it should be a dogfight out there as the Wolverines host the Wolves. Um, <laughs> is a Wolverine a dog? 
It's not. I don't think don't so. Think so. Don't I think don't it's think it's a K9. I don't think it's a K9. Yeah. Wolverine is a very unique animal. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, let, let's be honest. Rome, Rome's a tough customer coming in. Four and one wins against Creekside, Lithonia, Pebblebrook, and, and Alatuna. Uh, they looked a little bit more human than usual against that, that loss against Carrollton. And then the, uh, you know, they only beat Pebblebrook by two. So when we say only beat Pebblebrook by two, we got to put that in quotes. Um, but, you know, for, for Rome, maybe a little bit not where they would expect to be this early, but still a very dangerous team. We saw what they did to Alatuna last week, 42-19 to 19 in that game. Um, so Woodstock's going to have their hands full. Hopefully they're able to, to at least put the offense together a little bit. That's what I want to see. I want to see some offensive production because I genuinely believe that when they get back into region play with teams that are a little bit more their speed, because I think – Unfortunately, Rome's ahead above the rest of Cherokee County right now. I think they have too many athletes. Hopefully I'm wrong about that. But when they get back to playing teams like Etowah, or they get back to playing teams like Creekview, like Sequoia, hopefully by the time they get back there, their offense is able to put up some points and allow that defense to rest for a while and figure out what they need to do uh, as a unit. So um, once again, Rome at Woodstock. That game has also been moved to Thursday at 730, that being a home game at Woodstock. So if you want to see the Wolves, don't have to travel far. No, you don't, and it's a good chance to see a couple of guys that will be playing on Saturday. We know us to filing green. Yep. I believe Clemson commit. Uh, they've also got a pretty good linebacker in Alto Moore, who I believe is just a junior, uh, and then quarterback junior Reese Fountain. Who, um, who's the tight end? It's going to be Martavius Collins. He's committed to Alabama, that's right. I believe that is yeah. correct. So, uh, And then you throw in Josh Ellard, who also yeah. happens to be a pretty good uh, receiver out of the backfield as well for the Wolves. Um it, it's just talent on talent on talent, and it's going to be tough going. Maybe not as talented of a Rome team as we've seen win a state title, but certainly one of the better Rome teams we've seen in the last three or four years. Yeah, for sure. They've, they've finally gotten some of those young pieces we've heard about put together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Reese Fountain being kind of the, the center that everything goes through. He's a good point guard for them uh, at the quarterback position. So uh, Woodstock at number six, my power ranking. Likewise. Yeah. So I think I think they have potential. I just would like to see the offense start. Yeah, and, and I'll say this, and I'll, I'll say this in, in closing. It was better than I thought it would be. I know that's yeah. tough to that's like you know tough well, to say. The score was not reflective of the first three quarters. Sure, let me put it like that. I thought um, when they went into to half, I think it was twenty one to nothing. 17, 14, nothing, 17, nothing. It's an odd there. score because they had a two point conversion. Yeah, that they made. And yeah, it was it was something maybe twenty two to. Something like, Something like that. that, yeah. But the but you know they went into half and it was almost like you felt like if if you had seen Woodstock put up more than than nine points in a game to this point or fourteen, you know, offensively nine, um, you would feel like pretty good about you know their chances to come out and make some offensive adjustments. Mm-hmm. But when you go into the locker room down by that margin, you're kind of like uh, just. They've never scored more than this. right? Um, so you kind of knew what was going to happen. But still, that Woodstock defense held very tough for three quarters. And by the end of the, the third, uh, they were just worn down. Yeah. I mean, they were they were out there a lot. And once again, River Ridge was running the ball at them. And right. that's, they have a big offensive line and, and big physical runners. And they wore them down. But again, great atmosphere out there on Woodstock. No, it was awesome. It was an awesome atmosphere. We appreciate Mr. Como for talking to us for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, every, every time we go out, whatever – high school stadium we go to the fans are so awesome uh they've got great things to say and we appreciate you all listening yes and uh we appreciate the feedback yeah of course anytime we say something wrong or or you know we you know whatever um whether it's positive or negative we want to hear it absolutely so it's it's because we do all this for the fans absolutely 
we're nothing but just a bunch of Joe Smoes out here. We're just so. for the people. Exactly. By the people, for the people. There we go. There you go. All right, we're going to hit another break. When we come out on the other end, we will be talking about the Creepy Grizzlies and get you ready for an interview with Coach Trevor Williams. Give us just a minute, and we'll be back. When you are the official sponsor of the comeback, adding a few feet to a drive matters. First down. So does shaving a tenth of a second off a lap. Top-rated surgery, physical therapy, and motion analysis by the sports medicine team at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta helps young athletes not only prevent injuries, but heal faster and return stronger, ready to win. Our more than 25 orthopedic and sports medicine locations are ready to assist your athletes' comeback. To learn more, visit choa.org slash sportsmed. Feed all the hungry people in your life at Culver's of Hickory Flat. Their signature butter burgers are fresh, never frozen, and the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Hickory Flat is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how how their local roots have made them who they are. Get fresh food now at Culver's of Hickory Flat, 6778 Hickory Flat Highway. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast, and we're ready to talk about our Cherokee County game of the week. That is the Creepy Grizzlies as they host the Etowah Eagles on Thursday night at 7.30. Of course, we will go live at 7 o'clock with the Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show. Art, I think one of the nice things about uh, – the, the fact that we work with the station, we work with the schools so closely, especially uh, our Cherokee County schools, is that we have the flexibility to you know change things when we need to change things. And when they change, we have the ability and uh, luckily the connections with the community and the, the administration that it's no problem for us to be there. So looking forward to being at Creekview again. I think in the business where they call that a pivot, yes. well, we're able to pivot on a dime. Yes. And again, like you said, thanks to our great relationships with the county and, and the, the support we have from the station. And then, of course, our availability, Will. I yeah. mean, I, I was actually going to be there anyway, right? Yep. And, and I, I don't think you had major plans you had to change for well, Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, a, a fun fact, the Cooper family uh, dinner is always Thursday night at 6 o'clock. It has been that way for 20 years at this point, but... My grandparents are still at Orange Beach. Okay. So uh, they we cancel it for the month of September. So it works out. So it works out perfectly. Nobody like, gets their feelings like, hurt. Like it was meant to be. It's like it was meant to be. And the weather's going to be great. So like we mentioned, it's going to be mid-70s is the high for the day. So by the time we get there, it's going to be in the 60s. So uh, you might have to bring a light jacket. or Light jacket or a sweater. Maybe I sweater and a tie. 55's the low. So it's, you know, it's going to be a little chilly. I mean, Coach Kemper told me I have a face for radio, so I can dress up and nobody will know, right? Well, that is true. That is true. You're <laughs> undercover out there. All right, well, let's talk a little preview football. Uh, first of all, we talked about it off air um, two Fridays ago when we were leaving the Woodstock River Ridge game. Uh, Creekview beating Alatoona may be the most important game for playoff implications through the first two weeks of the region schedule. Um, these are two teams that are very evenly matched. These are two teams that are known for their physicality. Uh, over their history, Alatoon has gotten the better of the Grizzlies a couple of times more than the Grizzlies have done the opposite. Um, but that win, massive for Creekview, right? It kind of justifies everything they went through. And Alatoon was the exact same way. Alatoon started out 0-3 with the third loss being to a Region 5-5A. Is that right? 5-7A. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Calhoun right, and Regions, Cartersville. Uh, I'm sorry. Seven, Region 758. Okay. Yes. Um, they Both those teams took both those Western Georgia city schools down to the wire, um, and they found a way you know, to eventually come back the game after and win a big game. And then this was the matchup where they were both coming in one and three. It was going to be you know, very important. Uh, Creekview, I think, plays better at home. I think, once again, the home field advantage, if it's worth three points to a better, 
22 to 24. There's your swing. Um, so if it's true three points, there you go. Uh, and look, it's it's predicated around Isaac Hubert. Uh, we'll ask Coach Williams about it. But 21 carries, 136 yards, and two touchdowns on the day. Uh, Austin Guest was a guy that, that really did enough to draw the attention away from Hubert or vice versa. Um, he had 13 carries for 167 yards, including a 50-yard run and a touchdown. That's 304 team rushing yards in that game. Um, a massive game for them on the on the ground. Liked what they were able to do. And I think that's the reason they won. Um, and moving forward, I think they're potentially the most dangerous team out there um, because it's, it, you know, it's not so much scheme. It's hard to scheme against a team that can run the ball for 304 yards. It's not right. like Alatuna didn't right. know what they were going to do. Um, but they're also more than one-dimensional. Austin Guest is a very impressive throw of the ball. He's thrown for 800 yards on the season. He's also completing about 60% of his passes to this point. So with all that being said, I really like where Creepy's at and the fact that they were able to win that has put them at number two. So they made a huge jump. They went from five, no, four to two. Yeah. So big jump. Maybe maybe your math wasn't working two weeks ago when it had them at four. Maybe not. I mean, it's potential. It changes every it week, changes though, every right? Week. Just yeah. just like my opinion changes every week. Uh, Will, you talked about uh, Hubert's ability to run the ball and also uh, Austin Guest being a, uh, showing his ability to be a dual-threat quarterback. You know, like you said, he's passed for 800 yards, four touches, uh, four touchdowns on the season, it, it, and they're averaging they're averaging about 300 yards of offense per game. Right, and it's pretty relatively balanced. 160 through the air, 140 on the ground. And I tell you what, uh, with the ability of a of a running quarterback who doesn't panic, you know, I, I think that's a, a key. And you you had to imagine that this this young fella has got to you know. He's making his. This is his first year starting as yep. a, he is the guy. You know they've they got him in some action last season as a freshman, but it's probably taken him a while to to really get command and control of the offense. And over the last couple of weeks, and I want to ask you know Coach Williams like you know what's been the difference over these last couple of weeks uh, versus uh, the the first three games of the season. And and I think some of that is is familiarity, especially at that quarterback position. And once he got comfortable, uh, you know. This is a, a very different team. And like you mentioned, it's also a, a team that we've seen play at home that plays a little more energized. And, I, I, you know, it'll be this game coming up. We'll talk about this in a little bit. It's going to be homecoming. Yep. On a short week. Yep. You know, the Grizzly Den is typically packed out. I'm, I'm sure it will be just as much, if not more, come Thursday night. And Etowah fans travel very well. Yeah, they do. Especially this you know, these are two teams that historically, I know they played the last two years, but historically they don't have a ton of information on these two. Um, but, you know, we don't want to get too much into the matchup yet. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I want to talk about something with Guest is that he's targeted 10 different receivers so far this year. Um, and they've had three different ball carriers in Hubert, Agamang, and Guest. Um, so they're, they're getting it done across the board. It's not like there's one guy, yes, Camden Lusk is, is the receding, leading the team in receiving right now with 210 yards. Uh, but then there's Cal Schubert with 194, Michael Roach with 173. Um, they do a pretty decent job out of the backfield as well. Um, you count a guy like Hayden Reyes, who's had a couple of grabs, Lee Brock, who's at 64 yards, Jackson Stanley, who's at 41. I mean, they're just spreading it out, spreading it out all over the place. Um, and, it, you know, you just can't eliminate them. You just can't eliminate them. So, once again, they, they have a couple of superstars. I mean, I think that, that Hubert is worth mentioning as a superstar. I think he's, he's one of the top five players in Cherokee County, if not higher than that right now, maybe the best. Um, 
But then, you know, we talk about a kid like Andrew Rosinski, anchoring that at left tackle, got the offer from Mississippi State. Um, so, you know, I know that Nick Penley somewhere, you know, cheering him on right there. Um, but, you know, these these offensive linemen for, for Creekview right now are starting to get things figured out. We talked, um, you know, at length about Pearson Sears moving to center. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that uh, that's been a big adjustment as well. You know, Cooper Knopf getting some starts over on the right side of the line. Um, and then Anthony Caraballo has kind of been filling in there as well. So there's some rotation there in Cam Mears uh, to round out this lineup at right guard. Um, but they're just a complete unit right now. This is a Creepview team that's balanced. Uh, they score, or they're averaging 140 rush yards per game, 160 passing yards per game. So you might find a defense that can stop you in one. I don't know about both. So I like where Creepview's at heading into this one, and that's why I have them at number two. And it's a very tentative two because the gap between Sequoia, Creepview, and River Ridge and Etowah is all very, very close in the power rankings right now. So, Will, I did not re-rank my teams coming after the bye week after that Rome-Alatuna game. And, and part of me wonders, did Creepview, did Alatuna lose to, uh, did Creepview beat Rome twi- uh, Alatuna twice? Sure. In essence, we talk about, you know, the emotional toll of a game like that, a physical game, and, and you know, they have to bounce back and then play Rome. And, and, and we think that Rome was going to win that game anyway. I think nobody was 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 – Picking Alatuna as a favorite outside of, of those folks over there, that's that that those that neck of the woods, right? Uh, but I, I wonder what does that do for that Alatuna team? I don't think I think it for me it solidified the Grizzlies at number two, which is where I believe I had them going into. Yeah, I think so. Last Maybe week three. Uh, three, I think I had them at three yeah. because I had Etowah. Yeah. It was uh, Etowah River Ridge mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then Creekview. So I've got them up one spot. Big win over Alatina, Alatuna, a team that we really believe is one of the more physical teams in the region, you know, outside of Rome and akin to Creekview. I think, you know, now you got to think that Sequoia team has got to be mentioned in that, and we'll see if that holds up on Friday night. We already talked about that earlier. Uh, but the, the Grizzlies are in a great spot here uh, going into this week. If they can get a win at, at, at kind of then turning their eye to a potential, you know, they, they still got it, got work to do to – earn a position in the playoffs, but again, we, we talk about an Alatuna team that's going to be trouble for the rest of our Cherokee, Cherokee County teams. Well, whoever wins the Etowah Creekview game and whoever wins the Sequoia River Ridge game, whoever the two winners out of those teams are, the the home the road to the home playoff game goes through those two. Sure. Um, and, I, you know, I think Alatuna got exposed a little bit. Alatuna is very one-dimensional. Um, Alatuna scored a special teams touchdown against Rome. So, you know, really 49 to 12 is what you'd put the, or 42 to 12, I guess I should say, um, is what you'd put the final at. Um, so, you know, I was shocked. I was really shocked with how they played Rome. I thought they would come out and be a little bit better. Um, but, you know, they, they, to me, if you have a decent secondary, you can really trouble Alatuna because they're one dimensional. They are. Now, they still found a way to run for 200 yards on Creekview. So don't get me wrong. It's, it's going to be uphill sledding for whoever, but Sequoia's defense is good enough to hold them. Uh, Riveridge's defense probably good enough to hold them. Etowah's defense probably good enough to hold them. So, of course, this is all, you know, you know, we are all looking at it in perspective where we're at now and there are things that can change. But uh, Creekview secondary was up to the challenge. There were a couple of floaters up there that they knocked away, a couple they were really close to intercepting. So uh, any team that has a decent secondary, which I think the three teams we just mentioned certainly do, uh, I think Alatoon is going to have troubles with. Yeah, and not that this is our Alatoon bashing right, session, yeah. but that's something we talked about uh Two weeks ago, when Creepy was playing Alatuna, is that they've struggled with uh, interceptions. Their quarter, you know, they've had a couple quarterbacks throw a few interceptions and untimely, as all all interceptions are um, drive killers and momentum killers. So they're going to have to get that straightened out if they're going to uh, 
if they're going to want to find a find their path to the playoff. And Alatuna is not out of this by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want no. anybody to think that. Like you mentioned, Jaden Ponder, great running back uh, for them, a physical running back, and he's going to be trouble for anybody that they face. But uh, like you mentioned, you know, maybe the key is to load up the box and force and force them to beat you through the air. I would. And you know, if if they do, they do. And and so much as you know, there's a lot of strategy strategy that goes on in that for our Cherokee County teams to figure out later on. Yeah, there's a reason we're not coaching. We're talking about. There we it. go. We'll put it like that. Well, we're gonna hit a quick break. When we come out on the other end. We're gonna see if we can get Coach Williams on the phone to talk about the bye week, the win against Alatuna, and also the game coming up this Thursday against the Etowah Eagles. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. Do you want to make a difference in your community? I'm Cherokee County Sheriff Frank Reynolds, and I'm looking for the best and brightest to become deputy sheriffs. We offer a competitive starting salary of over $50,000 and great benefits. Come work with us at the Cherokee Sheriff's Office. Simply go to CherokeeGA-Sheriff.org and click Employment at the top of the page. Become a deputy sheriff in Cherokee County today. Thank you all for joining us once again on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. And joining us now is the head coach of the Creekview Grizzlies, Coach Trevor Williams. Coach, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me once again, guys. Always good to talk to you all. Absolutely, Coach. Looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to seeing your team on Thursday night, just to clarify that for anyone listening, Thursday night. Uh, Let's talk about that to start here. Obviously, the preparation changes a little bit with it being a Thursday night game. Uh, what's been your approach to the preparation on that end, and, and how have you looked to uh, change what you normally do? Yeah, so, you know, with, with having the bye week on fall break last week, um, you know, you already started the preparation a little bit. So we were fortunate on that end. You know, if it had, if it had been a normal week and, and a shortened timeline, then it might put some extra stress. But, but our guys, our coaching staff, done an unbelievable job of making it as close to normal as possible. And, um We'll, we'll adjust as needed and, and be ready to go a day early. Coach, I'm going to switch gears on you real quick and talk about – I'm going to flash back to last season uh, because and, – and I'm going to try to come full circle on this because you guys had an emotional win uh, last time out against Alatoona, a great win uh, on, on that field goal to, to open up region play. Last season you also had an emotional victory early in the season against county rival Cherokee. And then the following week, it looked like perhaps there was a, a little bit of a letdown against Cambridge. Maybe your guys, uh, you know, so much emotion going into that game the week before. Does this year, okay, you've got, a, you've got an emotional victory. You've got, you had a bye week. Does that change things? Does that give your team a chance to refocus? Or does it not matter either way and should your guys be come out ready to play uh, night in and night out? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, hopefully – the, the goal is, as a football program, you, you become more mature and uh, you learn from your mistakes of the past. And, uh, you know, I think our guys saw that and, and could draw some parallels and, and really did a nice job over the bye week of staying focused and, and so far this week as well. Because, I you know, I think um, that is an easy comparison to draw, and I think our guys have responded to it, uh, accordingly. And, Coach, one of, one of the questions I want to ask you here is uh, you guys have used Isaac Hubert a lot um, on both sides of the ball. Um, how has he been holding up throughout the season? When you when you see a guy like that, you kind of worry about the wear and tear on him. But how has he responded to that? And also, how has he come as a running back? I know you used him a, a little bit last year, but what has he learned about the running back position through this year? 
Yeah, you know, Isaac's, Isaac's just a really good football player, you know, and uh, Air Force is getting a, a heck of a young man, and uh, he, he's done great with it. The, 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 the transition's been seamless. Um, you know, the plan was always to, to use him more offensively this year going in. Uh, we've leaned on him the last several weeks, and, and he's handled it extremely well. And then, you know, spot playing him defensively uh, in some key situations has been big for us as well. But, you know, he, he's played running back his whole life until uh, he got us and, and kind of focused in on the defensive side, but he's, he's picked it right up. Coach, I've got two questions for you to kind of wrap things up. First, you guys are winners of your last two games uh, it, and have looked like a completely different team the last couple of weeks. Well, first question is, what's been the difference uh, last two times out? And then secondly, we know that the game has been moved to Thursday night. It's homecoming. It's going to be another electric atmosphere out off of Owen Store Road. Uh, and you've got a talented Etowah team coming in. So uh, what then do you guys see as challenges on, on Thursday night to, uh, to be successful? Yeah, so the, the, the key to me, there was a couple um, the last several weeks. Number one was just our guys continuing to believe in what we're doing uh, and get better every week. You know, we challenge them to take steps in the journey. Uh, obviously, when you graduate the, the type of senior class that we graduated, you, you don't quite know how the young guys are going to respond, even as returning starters, having to step into that leadership role. Um, so, so them believing in what we were doing is, is number one. Number two was kind of getting the puzzle pieces uh, in the right spots, you know, moved uh, Pearson Sears to center and, and Anthony Caraballo from center to guard, and that's made a big difference for us. Our offensive line has taken tremendous strides week over week, um, which has made a huge difference. Uh, and then getting healthy. You know, we were banged up early in the year and uh, started to get some guys back healthy and, and getting the full strength now after the bye week uh, is, is welcome to see. And then uh, Thursday, you know, Edwards a really good football team, um, a young football team, and obviously the quarterback poses a, a, a ton of problems. The running back uh, is, is a tough physical kid, uh, but it starts offensively for them with the offensive line. Uh, those guys up front do a really good job, play really hard. We'll have our hands full there. Um, and then you flip over defensively, they're extremely sound. Uh, they play extremely hard. They tackle well. So we're going to have to execute at a very, very high level in all three phases uh, to, to be successful on Thursday. Well, Coach, thank you so much uh, for taking some time. That's going to wrap up what we have. We know it's going to be a big night, homecoming again in a, a short week. Um, but we're looking forward and we're happy to, that we'll be out there at the Grizzly Den to, to broadcast this game for those folks that can't make it. And we're looking forward to an exciting county matchup. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. So thank you to Coach Williams for once again joining us. Always a great interview with Coach Williams. Appreciate him taking the time to talk to us. Um, sounds like he's excited for this game on, on Thursday. I know that it's a little different atmosphere than maybe what they were expecting, but homecoming, all that, sounds like he's looking forward to that. And, I, you know, I think his, his spirits are pretty high, as they should be. I think that the last two games they've won, and then even the loss to Calhoun, the team's trending in the right direction. It's just going to be important to see if they can continue that trend. I think you're right. And he mentioned that, you know, the key over the last couple of weeks that, that things have been clicking. They've been they've just been doing their job. And we've seen it even in every game that, that we've kind of reviewed for Creekview. Just keep getting better and better and better. And, uh, yeah, much many reasons to be excited. But, but 
I think that the biggest one is being one to know in that region. I don't care who you're playing. You get that first win, and 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 that's a a, a big kind of monkey off your back. Yeah, and, and you know, one thing we talk about with the power rankings is that the team you are week one doesn't matter. It matters who you were week five. Right. And uh, come week five, they did their job and they found a way to beat Alatuna. So with all that being said, we're going to hit another break. When we come out on the other end, we'll talk about the Creekview Grizzlies' opponent and the Etowah Eagles. We'll talk about their loss to Sequoia and how they look to rebound from that. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. At Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Canton, we thank you for the privilege of selling cars and trucks in North Georgia. And that's why we make it our mission to give back to our community. I'm David Booth, General Manager, and during the past few years, we've raised over a million dollars for the Cherokee County School System through our Wrangler Raffle, plus sponsoring a special award for our Teacher and Coach of the Year. Yes, we want to sell you a vehicle, but when you do buy from us, know that we're giving back to our community. Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Liberty Boulevard at I-5. 75 Canton. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We'll have Coach Kemper calling in here in just a minute, but before we get into that, we do need to talk about Etowah and their most recent game against Sequoia. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough segment for Etowah fans. You know, uh, first loss of the of the season, uh, 90 total rush yards, kept Mahoney to the teens. Um, it, it makes you wonder. It, it gives me a big question. Did Sequoia give the blueprint on how to stop this Etowah attack to the rest of the county? Um, if they did, you know, if it, if it was a scheme thing, then then that's going to be a big problem for the Eagles moving forward. They're going to have to find a way to counteract that. If it was more of, of an issue with, you know, you kind of wonder if it was if it was Etowah that lost or Sequoia that won or a combination. You know, Etowah had two turnovers in there. Uh, Sequoia had none, so you got to count that in as well. Um, but seven eighteen is not a bad loss. You know, sitting right there, just above one possession into the two mark. Um, but still, Etowah. Four and one at the end of everything. They come out four and one. Um, they did take a big hit in the power ranking, unfortunately. That loss really kind of burned them. They moved down to four. Um, but with all of that being said, I think they're still a complete team. It, to me, the question is, how will those young guys and how will those guys that are that are not used to losing, how are they going to respond to losing, especially at home, especially against a region opponent, especially against an inter-county opponent? And how are they going to react against a Creekview team? So looking forward to getting that information from Coach Kemper. But what's your opinion about that game? Well, I think it's a it's a tough one to take on the chin. You're kind of flying high, and then there's a, a Sequoia team that kind of ambushes you, more or less. And yeah. I, I don't want to say that 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 in, in that sense, but Sequoia is well-prepared. And, and again, we, we talked about this before. You get behind the eight ball with the Chiefs, and it's tough to make a comeback. And they, they show that defensively. Um, they had a game plan and they stuck to it. I think one of the things that'll be interesting to see, we know that Jack Strickland was back last week yep. and it, his comfort level uh, in his return. We know he had, an, he had an injury early in the season. Looks like he's 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 back. But as he kind of gets more into that game shape and game ready, will they be able to, to find that rotation with him and Mahoney? Because those are two guys that you want. I, I think you'd want on the on the field close to you know as much as possible. Strickland, the the the, the better passer, Mahoney, the better you know runner runner for for, for that matter. And then you, you throw in Weir and Cacho and, and and those guys like that. We don't really talk a whole lot about the Edo receivers. Uh, you know, Will Zazara, uh, Mal- uh, uh, Malone, uh, Pasquera, Pasquera. Um, and there's a couple other ones I'm I'm you, going uh, to forget. Will Zazara. Yep. Um, I think who, uh, Mancini is. is uh, Mason Mancini, yep. Garrett Carson is a guy that hasn't got a ton of touches. Ethan Wiedner, um, or Widener, I believe is actually how you say it. Uh, Dylan Catton has a touchdown reception on the year. Um, you know, they're kind of the same story as Creekview, where they've been able to spread the ball around, you mm-hmm. know, to six different guys there. 
in the air, and then you count in the fact that they have three different runners in Mahoney, Weir, and Cacho. Um, once again, you can't just single anybody out. Right. They're good enough across the board, and, and you know you talk about these guys. Uh, Weir the junior, Strickland the junior, Mahoney the junior, or the sophomore, excuse me, uh, Pesquiera the sophomore, Zazara the sophomore, uh, Widener the sophomore, Mason Mancini the junior. Tons of youth across the board Absolutely. right there. So, once again, the question begs, how do they respond to losing for the first time in their starting careers or in their varsity careers, depending on, on where they were in the, in the system? Um, and also, you know, what does it mean for a team that's used to, to, to putting up yards? That's frustrating. Sure. When, you, when you're so good at running the ball, and, you know, especially for a guy like Mahoney who's young, you know, 525 yards on the, on the year had, it was held to 14 you know, in that last game, that's tough. Now, Reese Weir was able to come in and, and, and kind of help a little bit, as was Cacho. Um, but still, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they handle that and how they navigate that. So, um, once again, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, a loss there to Sequoia. I think Sequoia is going to end up being a playoff team by, mm-hmm. the, thing, by the time things are all said and done. Um, but it certainly makes this game against Creekview more important. And to talk about that game against Creekview, We'll turn the interview over to Coach Matt Kemper. Give us just a second. We got him calling in, and we will get to talk to him. Just a second. We'll be back. At Woodstock Furniture and Mattress Outlet, we don't have locations across the country. Our stores are right here in Georgia. Our customers aren't numbers. They're neighbors. Your kids probably go to school with our kids. And chances are your furniture is our furniture. So the next time you're thinking new living room, dining room, bedroom or new mattress think woodstock furniture and mattress outlet georgia's furniture and mattress superstore for nearly 30 years locally owned georgia grown thank you for joining us on the cherokee county football blitz podcast and joining us now is the head coach of the Edouard eagles coach matt kemper coach thank you for being with us thank you guys Absolutely, Coach. Looking forward to seeing your program on Thursday as the game has been moved from Friday night against Creekview. Uh, I want to start with the first question and ask about how you have seen this team grow. Uh, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, you guys suffered your first loss against a good Sequoia defense and a good Sequoia team. Uh, you moved into the bye week this week, and then you get ready for Creekview this week. What have you seen from your kids over these past three weeks and, and the growth that they've had? I totally, I mean, you know, having the bye week with fall break, it's always there are some challenges for sure, uh, but you know our, our families are are pretty conditioned to the fact that we're going to practice Monday through Wednesday, and and we ask them to plan you know their trips and their things they're going to do uh, over that fall break after that, and uh, for the most part they did that, and um, you know obviously coming off a loss, our, our guys are eager to, to get rid of that taste in their mouth and and get back out on the field. Coach, you all have been playing without one of the better offensive linemen uh, in the county and and perhaps in North Georgia in Tate uh, Nelms here, but you, you've continued to have success on the ground. What's been the testament to that offensive line, and, 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 and what's the secret sauce over there at Etowah? Well, I mean, obviously we, we've missed Tate a great deal. And, you know, he, he's a good player, he's a great kid, he's a good leader for us. Uh, so happy to get him back out on the field now. But, uh, you know, I would credit our offensive line coaches, Casey Wingard, Ben Martin, um, just getting those kids prepared. And I think the key for us is that uh, those five offensive linemen, really, really six or seven guys that can play multiple spots. And you know, they're giving some versatility, some adaptability. But uh, those guys can, can spell each other, you know, tackles to play guard, guards can play tackles. 
Um, and that's helped us a great deal. Coach, as you talk about some of the sophomore players that you have and, and the adaptation that those kids have gone through from game one to game six, getting ready for it, what have you seen from the growth of those kids and how have you liked their progression? I mean, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're good players. You know, they're, sometimes I have to remind myself how young they are. Um, and, and, you know, the thing that we're trying to be cognizant of is, you know, a lot of times you see sophomores and they kind of hit that, that sophomore wall because, you know, here we are at game six and, and they're used to having played season that were, that were seven game seasons at sub Barcelona. Um, so it's John Strauss's coaching staff, make sure they focus, make sure they're going out and still competing every day. Um, you know, kids kind of settle into roles in this point in the season. You know, these guys are starters and these guys are backups and these guys are scout players. Uh, so we need to, keep pushing them, make sure they're going out, they're working hard, they're executing at a high level, you know, at, a, at a fast speed, trying to emulate game speed and, and keep them locked in and, uh, and, you know, let them go out and do the thing. Coach, you talked about keeping your team locked in. Uh, we know because of the inclement weather that's forecasted that you all will be playing on Thursday night and you'll be heading over to Creekview to take on another region opponent. As you guys go on the road this week, what uh, you know that's a team that prides themselves on defense. So what are some of the things that the Eagles have to do to be successful on Friday night, and how do you keep those guys focused on a short week? Well, you, and you're, you're exactly right. Creekview has a heck of a football team. Uh, Coach Williams does a great job, and his staff they do a great job. They, they've got some really pretty kids on the field. They're big, they're long, they're physical, they run to the ball. Um, so it, it'll, be, it'll be a tough challenge. But, uh, you know, we thought we were going back into a situation where things were going to get a little bit normal. You know, we're back in school, we're back on the game week routine, and then, uh, and then Mother Nature throws this curveball at us. And, we're just going to have to adapt and, and you know, make sure we're focused, make sure we're, we're mentally ready to play when, when we kick off on Thursday instead of Friday. Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking some time to talk to us here on the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Uh, we wish you guys the best of luck, and we're excited to see your team play. If, if anybody hasn't seen Etowah play, you guys are one of the, one of the more exciting teams uh, that we've seen this year, and we're glad we get a chance to, to come watch you guys play on Thursday night. Well, we sure appreciate you guys picking up our game and uh, look forward to seeing you all. So a special thank you to Coach Kemper for uh, calling in and letting us interview him. Special fact, that was actually the second time we interviewed Coach Kemper. We uh, we tried to interview him earlier, and um, I we had technical issues, and it was all my fault. He's a great sport, though. He is. He is a great sport, and we appreciate him being willing to come back and and almost give the exact interview. That was, he, that he was did a very, great job. That was very, you know, he's on the – very we skilled. We didn't hear him rustling any notes, so I don't no. think he wrote any of that down. No. I think he was just coming with it. So, uh, once again, we, we just kind of ask questions off the cuff, so it'd be hard to prepare for our sure. interviews. Sure, um, But we appreciate his time, of course, and appreciate him uh, supporting us as well. It's always good to talk to Coach Kemper and excited to see his team progressing and continuing to grow. So, uh, with all that being said, we're going to hit our final break of the show. When we come out on the other end, we will finally break down the Etowah Eagles versus the Creekview Grizzlies, our Cherokee County Game of the Week coming up on Thursday. Give us just a minute. And we'll be back. 
With more than 35 years of courtroom experience, the attorneys at the Heller Law Firm are known as the go-to team for important legal issues in Northwest Georgia. If you or a loved one needs help with a criminal charge, overwhelming debt, divorce, or moving forward after a serious accident, call the Heller Law Firm today at 770-345-1130 for a free confidential consultation. And as always, play hard and have fun. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Thank you all for being with us, and we're finally here to talk about the Etowah Eagles versus the Creekview Grizzlies. Once again, this is a game that will be broadcast on Thursday at 7 o'clock for the Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show, 7.30 for the kickoff Thursday. So just want to throw that out there. What's the over-under on the amount of times we're going to say Friday night in the broadcast, and we're going to be wrong about that? Uh, I would say 7. Seven? Seven is the over-under. And, and Will, while, while we're talking about the broadcast, sure. can you let the fine people listening know how they can listen? Of course. So, first of all, we're 101.1 FM, so anytime you're listening anywhere in our listening area, um, you can certainly get that. Um, although we typically do pick up better in North Cherokee County and in the mountains. Um, but if you are in the Woodstock area you have trouble listening, Fear not, WLJRadio.com on your desktop or on your on your mobile device, doesn't matter. Look in the top right-hand corner, there's a Listen Live button. Give it a click, and you'll be tuned in to us. You can also stream us on any radio streaming device. So if you have uh, any of those uh, radio streaming apps, you can certainly download those and listen to us on there. No problem either way. Or if you're at home, I know it's going to be Thursday night. People typically aren't going out Thursday night. So if you're going to stay home and enjoy uh, a night fall weather inside or do something like that, just talk to your smart speaker, Alexa, Google Home. Uh, I think even Apple has some of those smart speakers now. Just speak to them and say, hey, play WLJ 101.1 FM, and they will pull us right up, and you'll be able to listen to us there. No excuses. No excuses, people. Come on. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, we we, do, we are very excited with, with the broadcast and how things have, have been going and excited about the accessibility for people. So um, even if you're at the game, tune over, give us a listen. Maybe we tell you something you didn't realize or you know break something down, or you know maybe we get something wrong. Who knows? It's always part of the fun. Absolutely. All right, well, let's talk about the game finally. Uh, Etowah, 4-1, and one, Creekview, 2-3. and three. I got two big questions in this one. Number one, how will Etowah respond after the loss? I mean, you know, you talk about beating a team twice. Sometimes that happens. Um, you know, like A&M beat Miami twice, unfortunately. You know, the other end of that is, what does a Thursday night game mean for both of these teams? It's going to be a little bit different. These are both very experienced coaches. Uh, coach Kemper has a little bit more experience as a head coach. Coach Williams has a little bit more experience kind of in, in the Creekview side. He's been at Creekview a little bit longer than Coach Kemper's been at Etowah. But I'm still interested to see how this plays in. I think it benefits Creekview just a slight hair because they're at home, so the travel's not as you know different. Now, Etowah, Creekview's not a long-distance travel, but whatever. So those are my two questions going into this, Art. Well, first of all, let me, let me correct you here. Okay. It is a long trip going from Creekview to Etowah on a – any evening, getting off exit eight on five seventy five. Well, the good news is they're going. They're to, coming this way, right? right. Yeah. So, so kudos. I just want to let you know that trying to get to a six or seven o'clock game I'll try down it. there at, at Town Lake can be a little challenging. So, God bless the folks that live down in that that neck of the woods down there in Woodstock. Uh, Will I, I? I agree. The the how does Etowah respond? You know, we we talked about them before that interview with Coach Kemper about that. And one of the things I, I I thought it was like, well, you know, those kids don't have the experience, but their coach does. And you and right. you, you you'd hit the nail on the head just a second ago talking about that. So they do have um, someone to guide them through that. But again, as a player, 
you got to walk through that. You know, you, it's great to have the guidance, but Coach Kemper's not out there throwing any passes yeah. or, or running, you know, running the ball or blocking. And, 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 and he's calling him and his staff are calling those plays, but those young men have to go out there and perform and, and to get the job done. And so it'll be interesting to see about that. And on the other side, Creekview, you know, we talked about them and, and, and the emotional victory over Alatuna. That week off, we talked to Coach Williams about, hey, does that is that a big thing? And he talked about the maturity of his team and, and some of those guys going through some of those things. So you expect them to be ready. And then you talked about, again, Creepy playing at home is a different animal. Is it worth three points? Is it worth seven points? Who knows? It's, it's, somewhere, it's somewhere in the middle, the way they respond at home. They have a chance really to put some distance between them and some other teams. I know it's only the second week of region play, but at 2-0 with wins over Etowah, who, is, who looks like a playoff team, wins over Alatuna, looks like a playoff team. You know, you're, you're two games up over them, and, and you start, not that you're looking ahead, you know, two and three weeks down the road, but the, the, the picture becomes clearer if you win this game. Again, Etowah has a chance to get right back into that discussion with the win this week. Um, and, and to be right up there for, for a playoff, uh, you know, to host a home playoff, but you gotta, you gotta take care of, of one game at a time. Right. And, and I'm excited to see whether or not Creekview can, I don't want to say duplicate, but have a similar effort that the Sequoia Chiefs did and really limit and stymie the Etowah offense, or will we see the same excitement that, that you know out of out of Exe Mahoney mm-hmm. that we saw when they played Cherokee and and he's only you know one shake one juke away from breaking a play and and you got to be a sure tackler and really really bottle that kid up and it's going to have to be great assignment football because Mahoney again I, I go on record and say the guy and maybe Jackson Hancock will will probably have a a, a bone to pick with me on this and, sure. and rightfully so but I think Mahoney is the most exciting kid uh, most exciting player I say kid young man most exciting player in Cherokee County right now yeah definitely up there in the conversation I mean you talk about him you talk about Adonis Garcia uh, you talk about Grant Hollier Jackson Head um, I mean it's in terms of pure open field raw talent <sighs> I, I don't know. He, he's probably the best we've seen in a while. I'll right. Put it, I'll put it like that. Um, and, you know, another question I have is, is what is Etowah going to change? You know, once again, when we talk about that Sequoia game, did Sequoia, did that defense give the blueprint to everybody else? This is how you stop Etowah. Or is it going to be up to them to adjust? I know it's going to be up to them to adjust, but how, how, how does that work? Because you have a guy in Kemper who has a long pedigree of good offenses and you have a guy in coach Williams who is you know a defensive coordinator by trade very defensive minded on that side of the ball um so it's it's really going to be kind of a chess match between two different minded guys on, on both sides um I'm interested to see how this plays out you know I, I could easily see this being um a game where where it goes back and forth and halftime adjustments are the difference um and you know one other thing I want to mention is this game is really for Creekview, I don't think this game is as important for Creekview as it is for Etowah. Um, now, I'm not saying that Creekview's not going to be as fired up to play this game, but Etowah at 1-1 one and one feels a lot better about the fact they were 4-0 and than they would at 0-2. Now, obviously, if they're 0-2, they're not out of the playoffs, especially if they find a way to beat River Ridge, Woodstock, and Alatoona, then that would put you in or you know beat um, Rome. Rome or something like that. Yeah, there's plenty of options there, but you kind of get eliminated from a home playoff game unless you're, you know, you need like a three-way tie and, and some weird things to happen. Um, so I think this game is really important for Etowah. You know, if Etowah finds a way to go into Creekview and beat the Grizzlies at home, 
that's huge, especially for that team being as young as they are, especially if they do it on a Thursday when things are kind of funky. Uh, that would be that would be massive for them. Uh, and, you know, once again, like I said, you know, Creepy to me doesn't have as much to lose from this game. I think they have everything to gain. I think they have more to gain, as a matter of fact, um, but less to lose. You move to one and one in the region, you will be joined alongside River Ridge or Sequoia. And then you'll be joined alongside Etowah as well. So you would have kind of a bunch there at one and one, and mm-hmm. then it would be infighting to figure out who who's left in the in the region for that second seed, uh, depending on what Rome does throughout the year. But I, I still think that if Creekview is two and zero, oh, they're in the catbird seat for a home playoff game because then you kind of look at the rest of their schedule and go, okay, you know, one of the other teams is going to be two and zero oh in River Ridge and, and Sequoia. And, you know, I don't know where Creekview fans line up on which one they would rather play. I would think it would probably be Sequoia, given the history between the two teams that, that Creekview historically owns that rivalry. Now, I know they do the same against River Ridge, but this is a much different River Ridge team. And the River Ridge and Creekview have split the series over the last two years. So, And that game is going to be uh, at River Ridge, so that benefits the Knights as well. So there's a lot that plays into this, sure. is my point to saying this. I know that was a long way to, way to get to this, but um, I, I think Etowa, more to lose, Creekview, more to gain, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. And, and, and again, y- you talk about going from 1-1 one and one to be an 0-2, oh and two, and it seems like there maybe it's perceived, but there does seem to be a little bit more pressure sitting at 0-2 oh where you're, you don't have as much wiggle room. Well, you, you start to look at the rest of your schedule and think Rome is probably, you know, maybe not a winnable game, depending right. on how, how you how you feel about your team. I don't know. Um, I do believe Etowah plays Rome at home. I think Rome, Rome has to come to Woodstock. Um, so that benefits them greatly. That is a team in Rome that, that has historically not come and played the Cherokee County well. Um, if they find a way to do that, that's great. Uh, but still, I mean... Y- you kind of start walking on thin ice because then if you pick up a loss to River Ridge, three losses is, is going to put you at the fourth seed at the best. Right. Um, especially depending on what happens, once again, with Sequoia and River Ridge as they move forward. Um, I think if you're Etowah, you're hoping for chaos um, if you get to that point. Um, and, you know, once again, if you're a Creekview fan, if, if they find a way to beat Etowah, you're hoping for a clean slate. You want a, a <laughs> definitive third. You want a definitive fourth. Sure. Um, that's that's what we were talking about. You know, for you and I were discussing if you wanted Rome or Alatoona to win as Cherokee County fans. And the reality is we wanted Rome to win because Alatoona at 0-2 would only need to lose two more games. Right. If they found a way to beat Rome, there's this combobulation of one and one teams. And what would end up happening is a lot like what happened a few years ago where a 4-6 and six Cambridge team – jumped a Sequoia team because of some, you know, weird mathematical thing that didn't even make sense even to me, the weird math guy. Um, so with all of that being said, I think that it's it's going to be predicated on on what Etowah is able to do. But this is a huge week, or I should say weekday, of high school football for Cherokee County. It is, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's almost like Christmas come early for us as yeah. we get to get to be out there on Thursday night and in the, in the in the press box, the, yes. the the cozy press box, and we talked about the weather ought to be great. So that's not a problem anyway. We 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 were excited to be at Creekview this week, and from the get go when we saw that it might be rainy, um, because we knew we'd be inside. But uh, always great, a great atmosphere out there. You know, both teams. Every time we've been out there, it seems like even the the, the visiting teams come come yeah. out and support their team. Like you mentioned, Etowah does travel well, so it ought to be a fun and exciting environment. Homecoming. I got to shout out, you know, the, 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 our Grizzly fans, Miss Williams, 
Miss um, uh, Durham, who 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 says this is one of the best parts of her her week. I, I feel like I've, I've heard that almost every time we go it's to a been school. Very very I'm, nice. I'm starting to think that 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 uh, either somebody is paying them to say that to us. Maybe or, I mean, so. or, but, but but anyway, we we are we so happy. It. We we're so happy for our listeners. You know, uh, Rosinski, Greg Rosinski, mm-hmm. who who always gives me his critique. I yep. love it. It's just it's just great to be out and and to see folks in the community. And man, it'll be another great Thursday night lights uh, this this week, and I'm looking forward to it. Will absolutely, of course. Once again, pregame at seven o'clock, kickoff at seven thirty. If you are a Woodstock slash Riverridge slash Sequoia fan, we will have those games updated throughout the night as well. We'll also be keeping tabs on a couple of other teams, including some Cherokee opponents in Class Seven uh, A that they'll be facing. We'll keep an eye on those games as well. Um, there'll be some important ones. Yeah, big game, I think. North Paulding taking on Walton. A, a, you know, Walton team now, we, you know, we know that Malachi Singleton is for North Cobb has suffered an injury. We wonder how that will come into play, if they'll get him back in time for region play or the or the playoffs for that matter. Right. But but you got to think that, that Walton is now in the catbird seat in, in, in 5-7-A, and, and that'll be an interesting game to take, take, take note of. Yeah, we'll also start. Taking a peek at the crossover regions, it's a little early to do that, but we we will just but, for yeah, sake. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. If you're in region, um, if you're in region six six a, you don't want to be the four seed, no, because you're going to end up playing Langston Hughes, who that's is an automatic L. <laughs> Pretty much, I, I guess it's not, but they, that's a tough. One. They are they they are about as good as it gets, and they took Buford to the brink last season in the in the six six uh, the re, the class six state title game. So we can take a look at that. You know, you've got teams like South Paulding, Paulding County, you know, Douglas County, uh, East Paulding has has made a little bit of noise over there as well. So should be interesting to to kind of scoreboard watch as we kind of see what's going on and that and those crossover regions for the playoffs. Well, once again, all the fun starts at 7 o'clock, kickoff at 7.30. Make sure you join us. It'll be me, Art, and Ronnie, and maybe a host of other characters. You'll have to tune in and see who's joining us as well. But looking forward to the game from the Grizzly Den. So with all that being said, I've been Will Cooper, joined alongside Arthur Mosley. Looking forward to seeing you all here in a couple days on Thursday night. And remember, Art, we're, we're one, one day closer, closer to, to Jesus. Jesus. This was the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Make sure to join Will and Art next week for the next episode and each Friday night at 7 p.m. for the Cherokee County Game of the Week on WLJA 101.1 FM.